0: I want to point out something to you I, felt, I thought I felt a direction for today but the Lord has changed that this morning and we're going to roll with it today I'm so glad it's too bad that God can't work on a holiday weekend it's a shame it's sad it's too bad God God didn't realize today's a holiday we're, just, we're supposed to just get through today what's up with this Jesus you're messing us up but I want—I want to draw you back. I—I just—I I want to just for about five minutes help somebody here because I feel like for some of us we get to this point often. And remember, we, one of the things that we've been talking about praying about, challenging ourselves with, is—is is kind of to break free of some some ways we've done things. Just because you've done it. For a long time doesn't make it right. Here's the the problem we have sometimes. I look across this room. And in just the last 20 minutes. Some of you have been touched in ways. By the power of God. That haven't happened in a long time. Maybe ever. So right now you're here. This is a major moment for you. The problem most of us have is, is. How do we take what God has done in the last 20 minutes and have that translate into our life for tomorrow. This is a huge, huge deal. We've got, to, we've got to get this right because here's the point. If we don't, then we become addicted to this moment. And we feel like if we can't get to this moment all the time, we've got to live in this because that's the only way we feel changed because we, we have a moment like this where God legitimately moves in our life but by Tuesday it's just a memory so how do I take what God has done for me in this moment how do I translate that into my life i give you a quick illustration they're called practice players growing up playing sports there's some guys in practice they were all stars you get them in the game they get, couldn't even dribble You get them in practice, they make every shot. You get them in the game, they couldn't make a shot. How do I get this into my life? Because I want this. And let's go back to the story we just read. Because there's a key in this story. And I'm going to tie it in for those of you that were here this morning. I think it all, God has just continued what we talked about this morning. It's just a continuous thing. Because watch what the Bible says. Verse number 6. John chapter 5, verse 6 says, When Jesus saw him laying there, and he knew, notice this, he knew. Do you know that Jesus already knows what you need? That's a frustrating thing. when When you know he knows what you need, then why isn't he fixing what I need? He said to him, And he knew that he had already been there in that condition for a long time. Jesus knew he had been in that condition for a long time. And he said to him, do you want to be made well? I just said this a few minutes ago. I preached on this, but it's so important. Why would Jesus ask such an obvious question to most of us? He knew the man had a need. He knew he had been there for 38 years. Why would he have to ask? Because later on, we find out why. Because the man gives us the point. Sorry, I have no man to put myself in the pool when the water's stirred up. When I'm coming, another one steps in. And Jesus reaches down, grabs him by the hand, and pulls him up. No. No. Jesus calls over Peter and John says, pick this guy up. No. Watch what Jesus did. This is hugely important. And it all ties together. Jesus, verse number 8. Go to verse number 8. Jesus said to him, said to him, Rise. Take up your bed and walk. Do you realize after 38 years of laying there, the muscles required for his legs to work had literally gone away? You ever seen somebody that was at one time may have been healthy, but because of an accident, they're in a wheelchair and they can't walk anymore. And their muscles literally in their legs, they begin to shrivel up because they're not being used. He looked at that man and told him, Rise. Wake up your bed and walk. Okay, what are you trying to tell me? What's the big deal about that? So Jesus told him. No, the big deal about it is God said, you do your part and I'll do my part. Which means he had to start getting up before he was even healed. That means living in that condition where his legs didn't work, he had to stand up in faith. I don't know if he grabbed onto something, I don't know how he got up, but as he began to do his part, strength started coming into him to walk beyond where he was. We want God. Alright, come on, you're here. Come on, you're here. It's just, this is what we do. Come on. You're gonna stop sitting there one of these days. Here, you be the man. You're gonna lay there. Lay down here. I know you got good looking clothes on, but I'll pay the dry cleaning bill. See, this is what we want God to do. We want God to come over to us. We want God to say, okay. what we want. But God says, rise up. What? I can't get... Do you not see I've been laying here for 38 years? Rise up. Because in the process of doing my part, it opens up the ability for God to do His part. Because here's what. Now watch it. Lay back down. Sorry. Sorry. Here's what we most of us do, right? God says, rise up. You're like, well, I'm, li- I'm rising up in my mind. I can see it. No, 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 no. This is the whole point. What did James say? Faith without works. So watch this. I'm going to show you how real spooky and mystical faith is. Rise up. Was that some big angelic moment there? It was simple obedience to the word and obedience produced the desire to obey with faith. And because of his faith, strength entered into his body and he was able to rise up, pick up his bed and start. Notice he didn't say rise up and take up your bed. He said, rise up, take your bed and start getting it. Start moving. So what does that mean? Thank you. What does that mean for me today? The point today is the Word of God has gone forth in your life. Not by me, but I'm saying as the Spirit of God manifested in here today, God's Word was speaking in the hearts today. God was touching you with manifested power. You were responding to Him. Now when you leave that door, you've got to get up and start walking. Because if you're not, and you're expecting or waiting for the preacher, the leader, somebody else to help you walk, you'll be right back here next week with legs that don't work waiting again for someone to come along and tell you to get up. But God came in this place today, touched you, spoke to you, now you! I don't feel like my legs are going to work when I get up in the morning. Get up. But you don't know how many times I've tried and failed. Get up. You don't realize, I don't feel the strength needed to complete the journey. Get up. Because as you get up, the strength's going to come for you to do what God's called you to do. You see, we want to lay there, have the word have spoken to us. And we want our muscles to swell up like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And we like, we can see it happening. Look, it's growing. But muscles only come when you work them. You can think mind over matter all you want. Bigger biceps, bigger biceps, bigger biceps. I speak it in Jesus' name. By faith, I believe bigger biceps, bigger, yub, ob, 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 bigger biceps. I bind the devil that's keeping my bicep from working. I bind it in the name of Jesus and I loose bigger. It doesn't work that way. It takes some work on my end. And you know what? You notice that muscles don't grow until they're pushed to failure. But it's in the failure that it gets stronger. So what are we doing? All this is that that's why what God is doing in this place, why He manifests Himself, is not for us to feel a little feel good about ourselves, shed a few tears, and go, "Wow, that was cool, that was neat," and then go back to our lives doing the same thing we've done and getting the same results that we've always gotten. But in this, we have to say to ourselves what we said this morning. God, what are you teaching me? What are you revealing in me? What are you showing about me? What are you trying to get me to change? Because here's what's going to happen in this process today. God moved, but when you go back in your car, you can't turn this off. Because you turn it off, you kill it. So the question is to say, okay, God, you've spoken. He said, rise up, take up your bed and walk. By saying rise up, it was acknowledgement that he knew where the man was. Get up, rise up. Take up your bed. He was revealing to him the condition he had been in, the identity. I'm going to change your identity. Instead of being in the bed, you're going to carry the bed. And walk, meaning this is what I'm trying to change. I'm trying to take you from being here, taking you somewhere else. That all happened in that one moment. So now as God's moved in our life today, now what is God doing in my life that I need to take from here? Because here's the point. What has God done in me today? So I don't know what God did for me today. I just felt something. That's all I felt, but I don't really know what happened. No, stop and ask God, God, what are you doing? What what do I need to be aware of? Why? Because we can take this. Instead of coming back next week carrying your bed or coming back next week in your bed, you can bring somebody next week that's in their bed. And they can get healed and therefore they can learn to walk and they can go get somebody else in their bed. And we can start making disciples because we're not carrying our bed, but we're walking in the power God's given us. But it doesn't come through some holy anointing of shaking but it's come because we're being obedient to the pulsing of the Holy Ghost. Spirit of God's gone out in this place. People have been touched. Felt the presence of God. God moved. Was that for our entertainment? No. Was it so we could just feel good today? No. It was because God was doing something in my life. That's why when I sometimes, I pray for some of you over here. You might have recognized my voice, but over here, some of you, I was praying, and I said these words, rise up, faith. Rise up, faith. Why? Because if it's my faith praying for you, you're going to walk back and be the same thing. But in the presence, as we bind together, if your faith can rise up, when you walk away, you'll start walking and not go back to your bed. So we have got to start Taking these moments that God does in our gatherings like this. And I said it to you a couple weeks ago. Have you not noticed that this happens a lot now? It's not accidental that this is happening. God's moving. He's manifesting himself. It seems like every gathering you come to, God does this. Why? Oh, because he he loves us so much. Does he love us any more than anybody else? No. But we're creating an atmosphere, first of all, for him to operate in. But we're supposed to take this. That's the beauty of small group. Can I be honest with you? This is a, another thread to small group. We take what God does here. We take it with us. We're supposed to, just in case you don't understand this, we have to carry what God does here into small group. There should be a carryover. There shouldn't be a restart. It should be a carryover. Why? Because we want to take what God's doing from here into small group and say, okay, this is what God did. Now, how do I take this farther? Because let's be honest. I've watched for years the same people come down to the same spot, shed the same tears, and never change. And they get in a cycle. I don't want to be in that cycle. 38 years, this guy sitting in a cycle watching people pass him by, healed, healed. He sat there. And you would think Jesus would have done something, didn't prove that. But Jesus just simply gave a command and he had to start. So what does that mean? Is that God is the, we said this this morning, we said it two weeks ago. God is the agent of change. All change begins with him. But in all change, there's God's part and my part. So the question is today, what are you going to do about it? God touched you today. Great. Now what? God ministered to me today. Now what? Because I got to be honest with you, if that guy would have just gotten up, looked around, said, well, that was cool, sat back down on his bed, he would have been right back where he was. But he got up, picked up his bed, and moved past where he was. God's calling all of us, rise up, take up your bed, and walk. So the question is, what God does here is awesome, but the equally important thing is, what am I going to do when I leave here that I can continue this and what God's doing in my life? What are you trying to... We said this this morning, four four huge questions we've got to ask. Anytime God does something in our life, and anytime the word of God is spoken to our life, four things have got to be answered. Number one, God, what are you teaching me? God, what are you revealing to me? God, what are you showing me about myself? And number four, God, what are you trying to change in me? Everything, every trial, every situation, every up and down, every good day, every bad day, every gathering, every word from God, every spoken word, every preach word, every song, every move of God has to have those questions attached to it because that's how I take what God has done in my life and I take it and I apply the word and I become a doer of the word, not a hearer of the word. God, what are you teaching me? What are you revealing to me? What are you trying to show me about myself? What are you trying to get me to change? You know what? I got to be honest with you. I've seen a lot of times where people have been ministered to God and the process of healing has started in that moment. But because they did not take that process beyond the room, the process stopped. You come down, minister, I'm just going to use this kind of example, but just forgive me for a moment. you come down, be ministered to you feel the presence of God, that voice says you need to forgive, okay, I'll forgive, but I'm being touched by God I'll forgive tomorrow. I'm feeling Holy Ghost right now, I can't do it, and then tomorrow never comes, and you're right back where you were, or you come and, and God and you said, you know God touches you, and you're like, you know what I need to change this in my life oh I couldn't have been me what did we say this was that God we asked that question right was that really God or did I just think that up well genius if you would have been that smart you would have already thought of it so it wasn't you it was Jesus yes it was him he was pricking your heart he was giving you a call now what are you going to do about it Can I ask you today, as God was moving in your life today, what was he teaching you? What was he revealing in you? What was he showing you about yourself? And what is he trying to change? What was happening when that? That's what you need to take from these moments. Because you know what? If not, it simply becomes an emotional exercise where we feel good emotionally, but we never have transformational change. And let's be honest, it's really easy to get into that deal. Because you know what we could do easily? We could easily just say, boy, God did great things here today. Wouldn't it great? All right, Brother Chris, play me a song. We can dance. Come on. Play me a, uh, uh, when I think about Jesus. You, have, you, you know that song? Come on. Oh, when I think about Jesus and what He done for me. I'm going to dance, dance, dance. I'm so excited because what God thought, and we jump around for an hour, and we're all sweaty, and we leave out her going, that was really, that was great. Boy, God moved. And we come back next week exactly the same place we were this week. I'm not saying dancing and worshiping is bad. I'm not saying worshiping and praising God is wrong. I'm not saying any of that. But it should lead to something. Right, right. Amen. We and somebody, man, what did God do today? Let's praise Him. Yeah, this is great. Woo! And then we all leave high-fiving each other, and we get in our car, and we change nothing. And what happens? we got to come back next week. Come on, play that song again. Because when I heard that song last week, I really felt good. Play it again. So this week we get up and swing, amazing grace, how sweet. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't need grace today. I need something faster. I got grace. I need a beat. Why? Because you know what? If Jesus would have said, rise up, and that man had said, okay, I will, as soon as I feel it. I'll feel it. I'll rise up. No, it didn't work that way. Rise up. Would you stand with me today? The Lord is working, folks. Can we say amen? Amen. The Lord is at work in our midst. And more importantly, God is working on you. Turn to your neighbor and tell them this. Proclaim and say, God's working in you and on you. Now, if you're married to them, don't tell them what you think God's working on them about. God's working on you. I know what it needs to be about. Hello. That's not what we don't need. Married problems. Hello. I know what you need to work on. God is good. Amen. Praise God. I want to say this really quickly before we we did this this morning. I want to say it one more time before we dismiss all of our retired and active duty Military, we give you a huge thank you on this weekend. We are. Every American should be truly thankful for the sacrifice of our men and women who have chosen to put their lives on the line and some have paid the ultimate price. Memorial Day for us marks the beginning of summer, marks barbecues and picnics and fun days, but for some it marks tears for what they've lost. And so we pray that God would give strength to all the mothers and all the fathers, all the wives, all the husbands, and all the children who have lost somebody for the calling of this country. We sincerely pray, God, that you would give them strength. Amen, because tomorrow when you're celebrating, they'll be remembering, and uh, it's a life-altering thing, and so we are so thankful for that. Praise God. We do need to break down uh, in just a moment, if you could give us a hand. If you're a guest with us today, I'm going to get a chance to do this. The Lord just kind of took over, but I see a lot of new guests today. If you're a guest with us, we're so glad you're here with us this morning on a holiday weekend. So glad you've chosen to join us on a holiday weekend. And um, we're so thankful they are here. Come back and be with us again next week. If you didn't give and you'd like to give in our offering this morning, it will be available. There will be an usher station at the back you can give on your way out. Please give us a hand. Go to small group. There is small group today. Please go to small group.